Hello and welcome to the Ball Games Podcast, episode 13. Let's get into it. I'm creasing, look at the pose of that dog. I know, he genuinely thinks I'm talking to him. <laughs> look at him, he's, he thinks he's, he's proud. Of, no, he's proud. He's, he's he's, proud. He thinks he's at a photo shoot every time he's on camera. He's proud because he knows he's going to be on uh, YouTube. So yeah. he's like, I'm going to be on my best Look at the camera. Here. Banjo, look. Banjo. Hey. He no. can't hear you. I've got headphones on, Bruno. Oh, shut up. <laughs> well... We're talking about the start of the year so far, and what a start it's been. Hey, Has it? No, it's been shit. That's the point. It's been the same. What's the difference um, between I'll tell you what we'll do first of all, actually. We should start by saying RIP to Captain Sir Tom Moore. Yeah. Um, Captain Sir Tom Moore died with COVID-19, excuse you, after being taken to hospital with pneumonia. He helped raise £39 million pounds for the NHS in 2020 after initially setting out to raise £1,000 by walking loops of his garden, I think 82 foot. Yes, yeah, um, like He was the oldest person to ever achieve a UK number one single and on the 17th of July 2020 he was personally knighted by the Queen at Windsor Castle. He served in the British Army during World War II surviving the innumerable terrors of war uh, and he died an inspiration and legend to the whole of Britain and the world beyond. What a legend, mate. What a legend. Big time. Uh, well, let's let's start talking about 2021. Well, I mean, where do we start? What have we had so far, mate? We're still in lockdown, so... Uh, still in nothing. lockdown. Well, so far, Bruno, we've seen shoddy food packages for children that rely on free meals. Yeah. Uh, nothing short of a domestic terror attack on the with the storming of the Capitol building in America. Uh, we've seen the inauguration of Joe Biden and the end of Trump. We've seen Redditors crippling Wall Street, Black racism Wars. in football again, abortion bans, and the accusations of abuse and grooming, to name well, just a few. And we've only just started February. Yeah. This year so, yeah, better. for anyone listening and thinking <laughs> it's all doom and gloom, it probably fucking is. It definitely is. <laughs> so, I mean, change. the first point I brought up there, what, you've, you saw these shoddy food packages that were to yeah. replace um, the free school meal system. So they, they've, it, people are valuing in this. It's supposed to be a 30 pound, basically, that equates to the amount of food that's supposed to be given. People valued it at like a fiver. Yeah, and they kept the other 25. Yeah, the, the company that so the, obviously the company was being investigated. I'm pretty sure they still are. Not really heard much else from that. But it took the likes of Marcus Rashford, uh, Reese James, Chelsea right back, to bring this to attention after seeing it on Twitter. And one of the most audacious things I think I've ever heard come from Boris Johnson's mouth. He said to Keir Starmer, who's the Labour leader, the opposition, yeah. Marcus Rashford has been providing better opposition than you. Well, if he's providing better opposition than the guy who isn't prime minister, then he's doing your fucking job better than you, you moron. Anyways, yeah. If we think he's the one who even got this off off the fucking mark anyway, when they all voted against it. If it wasn't for Marcus Rashford, these kids wouldn't even be getting food. And you wouldn't tell him he's doing a better job than him. The thing that have a look at yourself. uh, It's Matt Hancock when he goes. Yeah. uh, Well, but did you did you vote against this? 
uh, yeah, but uh, why did you vote no? I'm very proud that now everything is okay. I'm like, yeah, oh, oh, I'm glad we could get it sorted out. So you know, he, he was he was constantly something. dodging the question. And I, listen, I fucking hate Piers Morgan anyway, but he was he was badgering him for an answer. And what did he say? Oh, I prefer my own answer on this one. When he's saying, "Why did you vote against it? Then do you regret voting against it?" He just wouldn't answer. These people are scum, but they're happy to take their meal subsidy of twenty five pound a day or whatever they get. Of course. Did you see that uh, TikTok where it says um, the only time Matt Hancock actually said the truth? Where he's in a, um, one of those news channels and somebody asks him, do we need to be worried about this virus? No, but are you sure? No. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, really? Come on. He's a, he's a fucking idiot, man. I think all the, the, the British government is fucked. It's constantly, I wouldn't say lying, but it's constantly, there's always something written in small letters, you mm. know? They give you something, but there's always something behind it. So it's it's the truth of, of basically all politicians across the world. You never get 100% of the truth and you never will. No, They'll give you a sliver of it. And the rest, what's really going on behind the scenes, you don't even want to know, mate. No, it would the, frighten you. The rest is fine print. Yeah. Let's call it like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not very good. Hope, let's hope they get this sorted out and these kids get the food that they need. I mean... There's a lot of I see so much uproar on some of the articles on Facebook. I try and avoid Facebook at all fucking costs. Um, and so, and you, but sometimes you can't help but looking at seeing oh what do people what have people commented <laughs> about this news article? And some people are just so fucking maniacal and idiotic. Oh, it's the parents' fault they should be able to afford to feed their kids. You realise it's not always that easy. The, a lot of these people are going to be ones that were working two or three jobs before COVID. And may have now lost those jobs yeah. and have no source of income. And the people, the people that are actually commenting, I'm pretty sure it's stuck-up cunts. Yeah, people that are w- well off, don't have, never had to worry about how they're going to feed their kids or feed themselves, never had to struggle for anything. It's uh, it's absolute shit. This country, the, look, no, nothing bad to say about the country. The country itself, it's amazing. I think just the leadership of the country is the worst thing here in the UK. They don't give a fuck about anyone else yeah. besides themselves. Bruno, ever since I've been in, uh, aware of politics, I probably the first people that I really became aware of becoming prime minister was Tony Blair when it that was back in like the late nineties, when yeah. I would have probably been about nine, eight. You who, know. Was, who was before him? I remember. Uh, I think John Major was yeah, of Tories. Something like that. I and remember. Ever since Blair. he's ever since he was prime minister. And I've been aware of politics. I've seen that these people just don't give a shit. And the, as you become and go through your teenage years and become more and more aware of things around the world, Andrew's fighting a pillow. <laughs> um, you see more and more that it's the same everywhere. These people don't give a shit. One of the places I was exposed to it most was when I went to Cambodia, when yeah. I was teaching English there for that short period of time. And these people have recovered from, are still recovering from one of the most atrocious regimes of all time with the Khmer Rouge and the government they have now you speak to any of the locals and they'll tell you these people are corrupt the prime minister will drive around in like his Bentley around the capital Phnom Penh and these people they're in abject poverty people on the streets there was a woman when we were walking past she was so out of it on like glue I think was the prevalent sort of drug that they were doing that her baby was rolling towards the, the passing traffic and if it wasn't for the guy that was I was with, that was one of was picking up the kid and putting it back with her, it could have been run over. Do you know what I mean? And these people drive past them, 
in a country that has a very very high poverty rate compared to countries around the world especially around southeast asia but these people he's driving around in these bentleys and they're just siphoning all the money to themselves all the country's natural resources and heritage sites they sell off to places like japan or china who then make a profit off them because they they charge something like anchor Wat, which you must have heard about the ancient temples there they charge maybe 30 45 dollars to go and view it they're really I'll beautiful you, places it's worth it i'll give you another example of things that let, let really, me finish I'll first finish yeah and they sell this place off to japan or china and it's japan or china that end up making the money out of it rather than the country itself if the country itself kept hold of it and started making the money of it they could they could probably put that towards a lot because that is tourism in those places is what they 100% rely on basically yeah but who gets the money that's the thing they do this yeah. but who gets the money it's the politics so exactly they, they, they sell it they sell off parts of their forests for deforestation which then goes off to various other countries to build or whatever and then they, these people build agricultural sites there and it's just it was one of the worst places i've seen corruption now people think in the western world we we're very lucky we are we are very lucky to live in the countries that we live in but the governments we have are not far off that corruption themselves no of course not this current prime minister's father was involved in that you know remember the panama papers from a few yeah, years yeah, yeah. back of siphoning off money offshore his own father do you think he didn't have a hand in it of course he did come on these people have personal wealth they they don't lose money they don't spend money they take money that's what they do I saw a quote during the pandemic, the 10 richest men in the world have gained like trillions of um, dollars during this pandemic. Their personal wealth has increased that highly. We've spoken about it previously, but now it's gotten even more. They have no interest in the betterment of humanity or improving other people's lives. It's greed, because once you get a little bit, you want a lot. You were talking about corruption in in governments, but you don't don't go too far. Look, Kristina is from uh, Serbia, for example. That's, That's the recent... The, the most recent example that I have, their government is corrupt as hell is also. Even mm. though the guy there, the, the, the president of the country, he's trying to do a lot of things for the country, but he's still putting money to his pocket. And uh, <clears throat> for example, you only, this, this I found out recently with her, you only get a job there, uh, a decent job, if you have a connection in the government and you have to do something for that. Otherwise, you will not be able to get a proper job there. Yeah, that, that's something that it, it's a bit weird. But then going back to, to, to now moving to Portugal, for example, recently, two weeks ago, if I'm not wrong, it was the elections for the president. And Portugal was upside down right? because Portugal has been led by the left uh, parties since what, maybe 30, 35 years now. And uh, suddenly someone came uh, into the run from extreme right. And he went way up on the polls. That shows that Portugal is actually now pointing to extreme right. And that's going to be a problem as well. Yeah. I mean, the worry is how has the mentality of the people changed so drastically? You know what? People are fed up. People are fed up of always having the same thing. And even though they know it's wrong, because come on, I I, I understand extreme right is wrong. The The idealism of extreme right everything goes to racism uh, <laughs> annihilating everyone that's not with them but people are fed up of the rest nobody does anything the country is getting worse day by day and they just need change but by that they're yeah. unconsciously voting in 
let's say, the devil. They're, vote, they're voting for something dangerous, really, yeah. because they want change that badly. You, like you say, you, you can understand the the, the want, the fear of uh, why we had it so bad for so long. This is we need a drastic change. But this <laughs> this similar thing happens. Um, that's how the Nazis got into power. Yeah, you know they started as as a socialist party. You know, equality. Not, uh, very, not not, not too distant from communism, but they were in a situation after World War One of that depression where the Deutschmark was worthless. And they took advantage of it. And they took advantage of it. They went on the rise and they did things in the background and they, they didn't start spouting this stuff about Jews being the hated ones for a long time. Yeah. They siphoned it in very slowly. They didn't do it, just bombard you straight away no, with this is a problem. They brainwashing, exactly. Slowly. But this is how this, this sort of thing starts. But you and you have to be very careful because it becomes fascism there. very quickly. But the world is walking towards that. Sooner or later, that's going to happen again. I don't know. It, it, it seems to be at the moment we're in a sort of limbo state of, of almost on a roundabout of it circling round and round. We've had Trump for so long and that period of what seemed to be very much driving towards fascism. And now you've been in a situation where it's probably going to be the complete opposite, a real change. In, in the real country. problem now is countries in Europe that seem to be doing it. And it's an article I want you to bring up, actually, because I forgot to tell you about it earlier. Whilst we're talking, if you can search for... Um, Poland have banned abortions yeah. across the country. We'll talk about that a bit later on, but if you can find it whilst we're talking. But I Europe actually is, saw a yeah. Polish friend of mine sharing that about... Yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about it properly later on, but this is the worry that there's a lot of European countries going that way. France was very close to it a few years ago. Germany was very close to it. I think Brazil, obviously, not part of Europe, but they have already gone to that, haven't they? Yeah, but they... If in brazil the problem in yeah. brazil is that everyone gets pregnant and then you know it's, it's a complication the, the there. problem with especially in portugal is these people want change and they want all this they want things to be better for themselves understandable but they've got friends that are from particular groups of minorities <laughs> that are going to be severely severely Affected. in danger from these yeah. people and you won't even realize it there will be people that maybe potentially vote for them and then their son, daughter, nephew, niece, who are homosexual, for example, would be in real danger from these people. And it's it, by the time you've voted them in, it's too late. No, it's going to be. It's going to be. I mean, I don't know how long do they serve in Portugal. Is it just until they get voted out? No, no, no. It's. Four they years. just get four years? Yeah. Four years. The problem is this guy. If he wins, if he can he do wins, a lot of four years. But that's the thing. This guy ran for president. He was third. Now he's going to run for prime minister. And the, the thing is, if he runs for prime, prime minister, I'm not sure if he's not going to win. And if mm. he wins, they're fucked because he wants to change the, um, the constitution to allow it to do yeah. to approve certain things. And See, that's, 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 that's where the real danger problem. starts. That's where the real danger starts. That's where the freedom ends. Yeah, if you, they, if they you, take away your freedom. The, forget that. That's why I'm never going back to Portugal. And you, you wouldn't even know about it because they'd spin it to you as something completely different like the Nazis <laughs> did in Germany. You know, this guy wanted to end, he said if he's uh, elected, he wants to end with uh, public schools, public hospitals, everything. He wants to make everything private. I'm like, are you fucking nuts, mate? Are you nuts? Yeah, and the problem is the people that voted for him that wanted change, that would, a large amount of them would come from poorer families, yeah. would and then the, be the ones that are worse off. But then people vote for him, but they don't realize one thing that he said, is that the tax that he wants to put in Portugal, he wants to be the same tax for everyone, whether you're rich or poor. But then the people he wants his rich he wants his rich friends to, to stay rich. Less. Yeah, because they and they'll, they'll be the ones because they're the ones backing him. 
Yeah. And Everyone's then, funding him. And then middle class and lower class in Portugal, they're fucked because they're going to pay the same amount of tax that a fucking cunt that gets millions will pay. Well, the class, the class will change. The middle class will become the lower class, and the lower class will become a whole new class. No, you won't have anything else except they'll be the impoverished. High class and low class. You won't have yeah, the in between. There won't be in between. You'll have low class, and then you'll have the impoverished. <clears throat> you have a lot of countries in Europe where that already happens. You only have high class and lower class. There's mm. nothing in between. For example, uh, again, I'll go back to Serbia because it's the one that I'm closest to. Serbia, you only have high class or low class. There's nothing in between. It's impossible to have anything in between. Especially yeah. when you think that the lower class, the maximum salary they get, it's 500, 700 euros a month. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's move on well, from let's, that. Let's, carry let's on. move on to another delightfully uplifting subject. Um, the storming of the Capitol building, Bruno. Obviously, it's been touched upon a lot. We're a bit late to the party with it, but we'll, we'll, don't want to talk about it too much. But what are your thoughts on that? I thought on I was that whole scenario. That. When I started watching that, I thought I was playing GTA or something like that by mistake. Because, dude, it, it's it's surreal. It, it's it's like it came out of a, a video game. You saw the guys climbing the walls, going inside. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then you see the girl getting shot. Well, to be honest, well done for the guy, the security. I'm pretty sure they warned several times. She tried yeah. to jump inside. Fuck it. It's a problem. Well, that, oh, she I was mean, a war veteran. A Four people lost their lives in this. Four people lost their lives in a needless attack. These people went in there with Molotovs, pipe bombs. They went, this is a terrorist attack. They went in there with cable ties. When asked about it, they're like, oh yeah, I found them on the floor. Well, no, you didn't. You went in there looking to take hostages. Deliberately. Yeah, and they went in there, they were chanting, hang Mike Pence. Because, and it's all kicked off because Trump instigated it. He called for it. Yeah, and it, it's all it, to the came, it came from one, one chat he apparently had with Mike Pence where he was saying, telling him he had the authority to overturn the election. He doesn't. No, never. And told him he doesn't. And then he turned around and said, I don't want you to be my friend. I want you to be vice president, blah, blah, blah. And they kicked off from that. Pence was probably was apparently fuming with him after saying, oh, after all I've done for him. Then Trump goes on Twitter and tweets that Pence has the authority to do it. It got himself banned from all social media for that tweet. And then all of a sudden, these people that are at this rally storm Capitol Hill. And they go for they go for these people. They were looking for him. There was one, you know who AOC is? Yeah. Alexandra uh, Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, yeah. She was in, she hid in her bathroom. And she said in an interview, she she thought that was it. She was going to die. She'd came, come to terms with the fact that she was going to die. That, that's the thing. They you didn't find her, but imagine they did. What, what do you think they would have done to her? They would have lynched her. Yeah. They would have you know, a young, beautiful woman who's opposing their views. They would have done all sorts to her, mate. Let's be honest. Then, These people are, are horrid. They have no care for anyone else. But did you and, see the, the type of people that went there? Yeah. What the fuck is that guy with the fucking wolf thing? In his, I'm like, What's he called him? QAnon Shaman or something he calls I, himself. I, yeah. Fuck I, you. I, I was looking like, first of all, who who is the idiot that dresses like that and then goes to storm the capital? As if he's some sort of Native American. That he's from that land, you're not. You're of, of a, European background, pal. He's a native idiot. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah, but these, but the, white people in America that f- seem to forget that their origins are not from America. You come from Europe, yeah. You're not from there. So if you're talking, you keep all this talk of people going back to where they come from. Maybe you should fucking take a leaf out of people's book and fuck off back to England, Scotland, Holland, fucking wherever else you come from. Yes. Fuck the bullshit. Stop the bullshit. Let, this is the other thing I want to touch upon, Bruno. It's what. I saw an NBA player talking about it. I can't remember which one. 
if those if the colors of those people those faces were different it would have been a bloodbath they would have been open fire upon before they got anywhere near climbing oh, the walls. Riot, riot, riot! Police would yeah. be there straight away. And do you think Trump wouldn't have called in the the um, national guard long before he did? Oh yeah, of he course. held off on doing it. He called these people heroes. He said, "Now it's time to go home. We'll go again." He called for a terror. It needs to be given what it was. It was a terrorist attack. This guy just because the faces are white, they got they got a lot of them got away with it. Yeah, but I saw a lot of people saying that. Uh, who who else? touched on that uh john uh john jones from uh, yeah. um, mma he said if, if it was black people they would have been, been dead like, they would have all yeah. been shot down they yeah. wouldn't have got anywhere near it there was an images of police of a couple of police officers waving these people through they've yeah, obviously they lost going... their jobs they've lost their jobs yeah. now naturally but like i say if these if and a lot of people won't agree with that statement they won't and i don't i don't want to you know throw accusations around but i would call it ignorance but I mean, Michael, we don't come from the, we don't come from the environments of being downtrodden twenty four seven based on how we look and having abuse held at us. One, they, one of the if if they if those people were black, Hispanic, Asian, they, they would have been, been shot dead. They, they would be done. That, that's that's no problem. It doesn't even mean it doesn't need to be black. It just needs yeah. to be from a different, just not white background. Yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not white. You're fucked. But it killed me, the fact that there's one of the, the footage where you see them going through the entrance of the Capitol where you have all the metal detectors and you have a fucking queue of police officers and security guys there and they're just standing looking at them going through and you see the metal detector going fucking mental and I'm like, so are you going to do something? If it was yeah. a black person running inside, you would shoot him in the head for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll move on from that as well. I mean, I just wanted no, to touch just, on it a little just bit. Just to finish one thing there. People that went there, you saw, I think you, you probably saw it on uh, <clears throat> social media and everything. People that are teachers, they have responsibilities with kids. What kind of image are they giving? It's, it's the people children? that work in authoritative positions. But, but, it's also, they, but these, these are mothers, fathers. How, how do they expect that the kids are going to be brought up yeah. in a normal condition if they see their parents going to Capitol Hill? And well, how about the invaded? students that they teach? If you've got a class full of diverse people from diverse backgrounds and they look and see that your face was on the one storm in that, what are they going to think of their teacher? I don't know. Man. They would have lost. I mean, if, they, if they've been, if they've been identified, they've all lost their jobs anyway. Majority of them did. Did you see the guy on, uh, just, just to finish this really quick, there was a guy on YouTube. Uh, he posted a video saying that the FBI and the CIA were actually requesting for information on the people that uh, invaded the Capitol. And he made a video saying, look, guys, I don't want to be doing your work, but in 15 minutes, I found at least 20 people. Here are the addresses, here are the profiles. If you need, hire me. Yeah, but there's a lot of power on the internet. There's people that have tools and time that other agencies necessarily don't have. Dude, we're talking no doubt. about the FBI and the CIA. Yeah, but come on, listen, there's no doubt that they could do a better job. But one individual who can sit there for six hours has a, you know, and yeah. there's a, you've also got to think about the, the legal restrictions that some of these agencies have. They listen. I'm, I'm not backing them up anyway. I think that these, the FBI and the CIA, they have the, restrictions. are the most nefarious people of the world. On home soil, they probably do, Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Outside, so, no. Outside, they don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah. Let's move on from that. We'll move yeah, on to. Um, I mean, you. I think you saw more of this than I did, but you see the redditors. That was basically crippling Wall Street. Brother, I was thinking about buying stock. Are you kidding me? I had um, my friends created a group on Discord only for that. 
So constantly, like two days, messages coming in, buy this one, buy this one, it's going down, it's going up. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? I didn't know anything about this when I saw the, the group. I opened it, I start reading. I'm like, shit. There were hedge funds that were completely destroyed. And honestly, I'm going to say this now. Well done for them to fucking them up. It was yeah. good. Because those guys are sucking money from everyone. These guys uh, just... The only them. issue is there's a lot to it. There, there are a lot of people that aren't from high from these you know these hedge funds babies and people that are rich that have stocks uh, stocks and shares in this and may have been relying on it and they've they've, they haven't put they haven't just stuck it to the man let's be fair they have stuck it to the little man as well yeah i know but collateral damage i guess Mm. um okay poirier versus mcgregor did you watch the actual fight? Did you watch the I, highlights? I, no, no, no. I watched the, the fight. I was up until five o'clock. Yeah, so. to watch it. Um, My body but, didn't thank me the next day, but no, me neither. Uh, next day, Incre- I I thought, listen, it might have only lasted a, a round and a bit, but it, it was, was good, an man. incredible fight. First the weird thing is, first round McGregor looked good uh, for someone who's not fought in over a year. Uh, it was the leg kicks. Those leg kicks. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll get progressively onto the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dive straight into the result. But he looked good in the first round. He looked. He was landing. Poirier was landing as well. But McGregor was getting the be- better of the landing. The clinches against the against the um, cage. He, he was getting the better one. of that. He won round one, but it was just that leg kick. I think was it at the end of round one that kick, or was it the start the, of the second? The, it was at the end of, le- of uh, round one. It was just he that he, he was land- He kept throwing those kicks in round one and landing, but there was just one where you saw him buckle. I think it was round two. He was. You saw McGregor buckle, yeah, and that was you it. You know what happened? He tried to ch- he tried to check that kick. Yeah. But he caught it half calf. Yeah. His, his leg wasn't fully planted. Yeah. As he then, he went forward himself and, and he caught him. And when that the round him. ends, when he's going to his corner, you can see him limping. And yeah. You know, nice fuck. And it's when it's when Poirier lands a couple of heavy ones and you see him stumble. Wobbling that's when he, like that's it's over. And I tell you what, it's good. I'm obviously I was disappointed to see McGregor lose. I I do like McGregor even with all his his flaws. He is yeah. an incredible fighter. But the way and he's he a showman. Before and after. Yeah, totally different. It was a man showing respect to a good fighter, and, it, and I think the wider fight um audience for fighting are going to give Poirier more respect than he was getting now anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there would have been people out there that thought, oh, he's average, he's bang average. He's not. He, he's one of the best fighters. And he was found in one of the best in, in the MMA. Yeah. The only problem was before is that he had the likes of McGregor and Cam, um, Khabib in front of him. Yeah. Now he doesn't. He's able to show and shine. It was against an out-of-form McGregor. It, um, it wasn't McGregor at his best, well, but you have to be your best to beat the best. And even an out-of-form McGregor is a formidable opponent. Oh, yeah, if he catches you with a left, you're done. And we're talking, Poirier's beaten all of them. He, apart from Khabib, he's beaten all of them. He's beaten Gagey, he's beaten Holloway, he's beaten... Patties. I think he's beaten Ferguson, is he? Uh, Ferguson, Patties, uh, Gagey. At the moment, he's the best. And what he said after the fight where... If Khabib ain't coming back, I'm the champion. He's right. No, yeah. He said, I'm the champion because I beat the champion. The best. Yeah. I beat the best. Simple as that. But the thing yeah. is, apparently, R- there's, really already talks, there's already talks about doing uh, a Poirier fight. versus McGregor, the third one, so that they can have a 2-1. One yeah, I think they. I think it's probably a good thing to do, just to give it clarity. I think know. that's going to be the title fight. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it have to be. Fight. Yeah, we'll move on from there. Bruno, um... No, but wait. You were, since we're in UFC... Was just to finish. What do you think is going to happen with um, Gilbert Burns against um, 
name? The champion. Adesanya. No, the the other one. The Kamaru Usman. Kamaru, yeah. <clears throat> Burns is good. He's up and coming. It, it it wouldn't be a shock to see him win. But Kamaru is. But I think Kamaru's got too much in his locker. Yeah, I think so. He hasn't he hasn't showed everything that he has hidden. No. He and he's not really shown much weakness in his fights either. Nothing. Even against Colby. Colby was going mad at him and he's like, yeah, come on. And Every- you have to give Covington props for that fight as well. He survived a long time with a broken jaw as much as I dislike the guy. He's a good fighter. Him. I hate him, but yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, let's, let's move on. on. Let's move on to stuff we've been watching lately. I've not really been watching much TV and stuff recently. I've been watching a, a bit, we're getting back into anime. I've been I've watching the latest season of Attack and Titan. Oh, uh, and there's bad. a new one called Jujutsu Kaisen that's really, really good. Very yeah. popular as well. Um, but I've been watching a lot of Twitch um, and live streamers on Twitch and YouTube. Okay. Um, Go on. Yeah, give a shout out to a good friend of mine, Ryan. Uh, he's on Twitch as a streamer. His full thing is uh, twitch.tv forward slash collateral91. Um, one of my other old friends, Vince, gifted me a sub to him. Um, but I've been watching a bit of him recently, as well as some of my other favourites that I like on there with their good gameplay. Um I think maybe we'll put a link for his Twitch in our description if we can. Um, well, we should be able to. But he's got a Discord as well for creators he was telling me about. Cool. Um, uh, Ryan? Yeah, so he's telling me about promoting the podcast in there. I need to um, find get onto his Twitter and get his uh, Discord. Yeah, I have Discord. Um, but he's been doing that. It's something that I'm looking to try and get into. I'm going to try. I'm going to basically get a new build, a new PC. We'll get someone to build it for me as a company. I've worked it out, Bruno. There's a company that does it called um, CyberPower PCs. Mm-hmm. It's to do it with them isn't really going to be any more expensive than doing it myself. And obviously, yeah, professionals who are going to follow the correct standards that I probably wouldn't trying to cut probably, corners. Probably but... would not, yeah, I know. So I'll probably get them to build me a new one. Call, save up call, for that. Um, call Henry Cavill. He probably will do it for you since he's his pastor. Yeah, yeah, I saw <laughs> him doing that. But uh, man, what a nerd! The guy but, yeah. is really a nerd, man. <laughs> Yeah, I look to do that myself anyway. But what have you been watching recently, Bruno? Uh, when I have some free time off work, I've been watching a lot of movies and TV shows. I watched um, a recent one. Um, have you heard about Outside the Wire with uh, Anthony Mackie? Where he I've heard plays of it. a yeah. cyborg. It's yeah. actually good. It's actually really good. Um, the premise behind everything. It, it, it's interesting. I don't want to say too much because I cannot. Otherwise, I'll tell you the entire movie in one go. Um, Just give me the I, synopsis. I, give me the IMDb synopsis. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it to you. Um, I watched also. I, I started watching a TV show um, on Netflix. I know you don't like it because of the person that presents it, but yeah, the, the history of swear words, which is, a lot of people have told me it's quite good. To be fair, it's really good and. Uh, he behaves like a lunatic while he's presenting it, but it's actually... Well, he's a fucking lunatic. Like Nicholas Cage's, you know. Um, I watched Death to 2020, which... Yeah, really I watched that. Was that was good, yeah. Really, really good. Really good. Um, and I'm waiting for a few things to come out. I'm waiting for The Witcher to come out. It should come out this year. Yeah, new, se- new series of that would be good. Did you ever play the game? Yeah, I know, we've spoken about long, this before, I think. A long time ago. A long time yeah. ago, I used to play it. Well, there's three of them, but the latest one's really good. No, 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 I haven't played the latest one. Even on games, the only games that I've been playing, it's literally... I'll tell you what games... Actually, yeah, I was speaking. I was meant to speak about games I've been playing, actually. I've been trying to play a few different games recently. Um, I don't, I've never really played FPS games. I've never really been good with them. But I'm trying to get used to keyboard and mouse gameplay because I've always... I'm so used to consoles. So I've been playing a game called Destiny 2. 
Destiny 2. It's, it's, heard actually, of? it's actually good. Oh, I, it's I a really good it, game. I played it on. Um, it's not. It's not got a huge. It's not got a huge following. Um, but I actually really enjoy it. Visually, it's brilliant. The gameplay seems fun. I've been enjoying it so far. But I'll tell you what. I was going to speak to you about that actually because I think they're introducing cross-platform play on it this year at some point. Oh, really? So if you if if some sometime later on this year, I think they're hoping to do that. So if you can get it on your on PlayStation, PlayStation, we can then play together. Obviously, cross platform. Okay, I'm actually saving to to buy the PlayStation Five anyway. Yeah, <clears throat> I want to buy it in a couple of months. Maximum. We can we can hopefully do that, and maybe we can look at a few because there are I think obviously Call of Duty is cross platform, so maybe we can look to have a couple of games of that because I think it's free to play at the moment. Uh, it was. I'm not never really been into Call of Duty, but if we can during lockdown sit and play video games together, it then... depends. It depends on which Call of Duty, you know. Well, uh, the latest uh, one, Warzone, I think. War, is, is that the that one will not be bad. Uh, World War Two is actually good, but I don't want the the, the futuristic ones. I no, no, no. We'll just find what which other one we can play together basically during yeah. lockdown just to entertain us a bit because it is more fun playing games well, with you will have you will have a better advantage playing call of duty if you're playing it in a keyboard and mouse yeah. than me playing on a well i was still getting used to the fucking for me it was, I, that's how i grew up because you know the first playstation that i actually had was when i moved to the uk seven years ago i never had a playstation i used to play everything yeah. on computer so the first time i tried to play call of duty and playstation i was like what the fuck is this because i i was used to play counter-strike everything yeah. online and with mouse and keyboard, it's much easier to play. for aiming. Yeah, for aiming and, and you know getting those headshots, a lot, might, a lot as easier. Soon as you yeah, have the you're, you're basically in complete control. So. But it's more the movement and moving your guy around that I'm trying to get used to. I'm fine with the mouse and clicking, you know, getting the shots away. But it's more the movement and knowing, obviously, because you like you don't want to just run and gun because you're just going to get picked off. Yeah. So you want to know how right. I need to get into cover. I need to move now. I'm uh, getting shot down. You know. low, low, yeah. At lower yeah, so I'm trying to get more used to that. So, but yeah, well, hopefully we we'll try and get a few more of that. No, um, we can, we can, we can actually. This is one of the other. There's a game. I've, you remember when I I spoke to you before about um, Zelda Breath of the Wild on the yeah. Switch? How brilliant it was <clears throat> and beautiful it was. Similar type of game in terms of visuals and gameplay, but a sort of um, online multiplayer game is um, Genshin Impact. I heard about that. I never it, played it. I've only started playing it a little bit, but it I mean it it looks good, it feels good. It's that sort of Japanese art style. Um it, it seems like a really fun game. So I'm trying really played a little bit of that recently. I need Hopefully to get find, more into that. I need to find my time more time to to dedicate to, to games because yeah. work is getting really tight. What we want to do, because on your on your Mac, I think you can we've spoken about Among Us before. I think you can get that on Mac. If we can try and get a group of people, maybe some of your Portuguese guys as well, Hulk or the other guys that yeah. would be interested in playing. That, those games. It's only I think it's only like four quid to play that game. It's such a popular game. It's so, so fun. Actually, but there's a couple of mods they brought out now with proximity chat. Remember I told you about that before with that phasmophobia game. That should be interesting. It, it's so when you I've watched some of the YouTubers play it and the Twitch players, it's so funny. So it'd be good to play that with a couple of friends if we can get a, like a, a lobby of people together. <laughs> that would be good as well. With the, the, those top lads that will make you crease yeah. in the middle of the games. Yeah. You know, I've been watching uh, on, um, you know, recently, I decided to have a go at TikTok, like everyone goes there and sees. And I found a group where people are just playing games and they spend their time just telling shit jokes during the... the th oh my goodness. It's... I've heard things there like a guy going, 
to a group of friends all playing and he was like guys if uh if i were if i was going through a rough patch you guys would be there for me yeah goes like, i saw that no, one fuck no, no fuck no i would i would love that you came to me so that i yeah. could ignore you that's and the then, that's the um the, you know the guy who goes gucci belt on yeah. when i'm fucking my sister <laughs> you know what's the one that kills me is at the end there's a guy that comes in and he goes like oh man i would love to go to your funeral knowing <laughs> that i could have avoided that yeah i'd love to go to your funeral knowing that i could have prevented it <laughs> Fuck! I was creasing. There's, there's a. They've got a. It's a guy. I can't remember the guy's name on YouTube, but it's him and his friends that do it. And they've got those. They got high like the highlights compilations that they do of that stuff is so funny. And the ones, but that yeah, do like prank calls in the middle of yeah. the game. And uh, but if we goes... can, uh, if we can get a group. I mean, if anyone listening who's interested in playing Among Us with us, yeah. let us know. We can I'm get just... a lobby together. I just remembered of another one. There's a kid playing yeah, yeah, one of her games with a guy that's m- much older. And he said something like, oh, does your mom know that you, you're this or that? And the guy replies to the kid, yeah, does your mom know you're playing with a sexual predator? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Do you know, do the problem with that is like those are funny because it's a guy trolling public lobbies. Yeah. But the reason why I haven't really played among us in public lobbies or other games in public lobbies mate because they are fucking toxic it's horrific some of the things that get banded around in them mate the racism the the horrific things of threats that they put towards women and stuff like that it's horrible mate and i wouldn't i hate playing in that type of environment with people like that yeah you want to play a game to enjoy it you want to play games with your friends to enjoy it and you want to be able if you're playing a game like call of duty on your own and you lose every time you get headshotted constantly it's fucking horrid it's miserable but if you're playing with friends having a laugh and it keeps happening it automatically makes it funny oh yeah yeah, yeah. so Definitely. like i say if there is anyone that listens to this that plays among us or and wants to join us and can get us a, even more people to play let us know that actually the, be really the good thing is, it's not even it's not for the game it's just for the yeah it's the fun of it have yeah doing it mate. it's 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 absolutely insane i yeah. fucking love those those things to be in a group chat with someone playing a game and someone yeah. just shits an opinion that you're like whoa what's this or just does, someone does something in the game that is so fucking ridiculous yeah all right bruno let's move on to the news section then mate you got some news for us Oh yeah, let's um, let's start with uh, oh let let's start with um, a nice one. Um, nice. A man spotted the fake taxi while outside uh, walking with his pal. Is that in the Czech Republic? They film that, don't they? Uh, yeah, but this was here. This was here. Oh, here. So a TikTok user clocked someone's spoof fake taxi because at the end of the day it was not actually fake oh, taxi, okay while on a walk with his friend um but then they they were able to manage they were they managed to track the owner of the the taxi actually so this guy was on a walk with his friend and they spotted a black cab in distance and on the side you can see fake taxi written yeah. down on the side and um they, they just went to the taxi took some pictures and um, after the clip went viral, the, the car owners got in touch saying like, oh, it wasn't, it's not Big John, huh? it's just me, Dave. <laughs> and uh, the guy is trying to sell the cab. He just bought it for fun once one day. And now he's trying to get... <laughs> it's one of those of drunken purchases, isn't it? It's one of them, when you come home drunk, you're like, you're just scrolling through like Facebook Marketplace well, or something or eBay. Let's, let's think about this. This is something that Jay would actually buy by himself yeah, drunk. He actually would. <laughs> shout out to jay the maniac um 
but yeah so i saw an interview with a guy the guy who run owns that company that does all the fake taxi and the fake other yeah. stuff they Big film time. that all they film that all in in czech republic really I yeah they did it here as well no. maybe they've done a couple here but well those cameras keeps focusing i don't know mine does the same the the um, industry game is strong in czech republic yeah. apparently well yeah uh i tell you what if you can try and find this new story that i saw speaking of the czech republic i think there was an armed robbery in eastern europe somewhere mm-hmm. i don't know if it was serbia and a, a czech woman sucked the guy off until police got there distracted him by giving him a blowjob <laughs> try and find that link <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember it, where whereabouts it was, but uh, something that stuck out was the fact that she's from the Czech Republic. But woman gives armed robber blowjob yeah, to distract him. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Let me try to read this. The woman gave an armed robbery blow gives an armed robbery blowjob to distract him until the police arrives. Where was this? A potential thief is said to have rushed into a Bratislava train uh, train station late Tuesday night. Slovakia. Yeah. So a gas station robber was arrested after a mysterious woman had oral sex to distract him until police arrived. The potential thief is said to have rushed into a train station in Bratislava, the capital of Slovakia, before demanding cash from a horrifying sales assistant late Tuesday night. Horrified sales assistant. Yeah, but they put horrifying. That's what I was thinking. Like The sales assistant was horrifying. I think that's what they were trying to say in Bratislava, you know. Uh, He was then said to have helped himself by hitting the face of a male staff member. Okay. Then the 24-year-old woman was said to have chased him and demanded more cash from the vault when the 36-year-old Czech woman appeared. And decided to stop him in a way called abnormal way. Okay, I didn't know there was. Um... By the time the police arrived, they found the pair lying half naked on the ground. The suspect was arrested after a brief struggle and taken to the police station after the incident. To view this video, please enable. Oh, I don't want to watch the video. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you do, mate. But look, honestly, it's a creative way. Stop crime. Not not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, but what, why was that her first thought? Wait, I don't know. And why why did he accept it? He's a man. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> You're in the middle of an armed robbery. A woman goes, I'll tell you what, mate. Whilst you're doing you this, do you want a blowjob? Yeah. yeah. Why would she just be like, actually, yeah, <laughs> quite <laughs> yeah, like could, a blowjob. Surely you'd just be like, I need to, no, I need to fucking <laughs> get out of it. He looks at the clock. Yeah, how long do you think the police will take to come here? Ah, uh, maybe ten minutes. Don't know. Okay, we have time. We have time. We she's dialing. She's fucking dialing the police as she's doing it. Is is a new story I saw? A bit more of an uplifting one. Um, did you see that city in Germany that installed those like futuristic pods to for homeless people? Yeah, to stay safe during the winter. Oh, That's my, actually I think a really the, good the city's man. called. It's such a good idea. Obviously, it doesn't solve the issue. It doesn't doesn't stop it being an issue but it's such a good thing to actually do to help people in such a dire situation at least stay warm during these horrible winter months i was really impressed with that <laughs> at um, least the thought and care of it as well because there's yeah, a lot no. of cities that would just be like fuck it don't care 
a lot of countries would. They've got homeless shelters, let them go there, you know. Um, uh, I have another one here for you. A British woman was arrested in Dubai after sending a message to her housemate with a swear word. The housemate went to the police and the woman was arrested. One swear word, man. They had an, an argument and place is fucked. That word. place is fucked, bro. Yeah. I don't see the thrill of going there personally. So people are obsessed with it but see how this went she said that the the argument happened eight months ago more or less nothing happened so her visa was about to expire so she shipped all her shit back to to england and she went to the airport to fly and when she got to the airport she got arrested they didn't allow her to fly what's happened to her then is she still in custody she's still in custody the she tried to speak with her housemate to get the to drop the case but she doesn't want to she got offended. Fucking, some people are proper cunts, mate. And the, you know what's the problem? The person, the, her housemate, is European. She's not even from Dubai. So it's someone taking advantage of the Dubai law just to fuck that's, another that European. Fucked. That is disgusting. Yeah. I've got a new story for you here, Bruno. This is very much going to be of interest to you. Um, a study has found that mangrove tree extract could help tackle baldness. That's too. That's gone. <laughs> that's gone. Forget that. Researchers in Thailand believe mangrove tree extract could help tackle baldness. The extract <laughs> called avisequinone C was found to stop the body producing the hormones that result in hair loss. Might help you grow it back, mate. <laughs> Thought you'd be well interested in that. Clearly not. Um, what else have you seen? You've seen. Uh, you've got that one about Poland. Uh, yeah, the Poland abortion, uh, and I have a few more, but here, yeah, Poland's top court has ruled that abortion in cases of fetal defects are unconstitutional. But why, if it's if if the fetus is already fucked, why do you need to bring that child into the world, man? What, Someone that what, will what have is, to be what, cared. What gives people? What gives men the right to think that they can tell women what to do with their bodies? This is such it's such a bigger topic, and I don't really think we can necessarily do it justice. But that's those are my thoughts on it. Why do the government, men in the government, men in suits, think that they have the right to tell women what they can and can't do yeah. with their body? They say they say uh, Poland had the strict, the most, the, the strictest uh, abortion rules in Europe, and now you can only have an abortion if you have been raped. If it's incest, mm. or if the mother's health is at risk, so at least What's... there are some things in it. Because let's yeah. be honest, there is a lot of places when they were talking about it in America, things like rape weren't going to come into account. But so you would have on. been raped and had to raise the child yes. of your rapist every day, look into the face of them almost. And even if you grew to love that child eventually, whether you did it straight away or it took a long time, that that man still has rights over that child. Yeah. And you would have that person would be in your life forever. So not only would the physical damage that they've already done to your body be piled on, the mental lifelong <laughs> lifelong lasting mental damage that comes from being exposed to something so horrific, you then pile on that person's trauma by having that person in their life forever. Yeah, I know. But in this case, look. Uh, so they banned the fetus malformation uh, termination, but 
According to them, 98% of the legal abortions carried out in Poland are due to fetal malformations. So, so they're suggesting that they're preventing people from killing children just by having a, a, a disability or a... But the thing is, a, a child with a disability, you're going to have to take care of it until the end of your life. Then you die and that child will still remain there. I mean, whilst, whilst it's a fetus, it should be the choice of the parents. Of course. But you know, it should be up to them. If they decide to have the child and, you know, spend their life looking after them, that's their choice. And you have the women being denied abortions because of the pandemic as well. That's, mm. oh God. Well, let's, uh, let's carry on. Um, I found another one. Uh, a TV weatherman dives into the ocean after a live report to pull a body from the water. So the guy was doing a, a normal, you know, TV show, uh, news show, and he fucking drops the microphone to the floor, takes the clothes off, runs inside the water. Oh, and fucking saves, legend. And saves someone. Um, saved their life. Yeah. This was, where was this? Uh, Australia. He's got his name. Uh, Luke Bradnam. Luke Bradnam, you absolute legend, you hero. Well he done. Went, yeah, he rushed into the waves of the Gold Coast moments after finishing a piece to the camera. Shark infested waters. Yeah, when he noticed that a swimmer was in distress. And Mate, uh, that's fucking, that takes a lot. Of, and to do it instinctively. And the, play, camera guy, the camera guy captured everything. While yeah, he was, the camera guy was filming brilliant. everything. Jesus. That's amazing, man. mate. Well done to that guy. Wow. Jesus. Well, uh, let's start with good uh, one that's actually on a good note. <clears throat> Apparently, this this is important for all of us here in England. Pubs are set to reopen in May without 10 p.m. curfews, according to the reports. Okay. I really hope that's my birthday gift. It's going to happen, mate. Don't don't believe that for a second. Me neither. Yeah, but apparently, Bojo ordered a simplification of rules. It isn't going to happen. I think he he's only done, first of all he's only doing that because he's been <laughs> under immense pressure from his own party to end lockdown or at least lift the restrictions. It's the only reason he's doing it. But I don't see it happening. Yeah, fuck this shit. Let's go to Isle of Men. Pubs are open there. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think they'll let us in, mate. With your track record. <laughs> well, what about yours? Um, and let's end these these uh, news with for me, which is the funniest thing I've ever seen those chaotic council meetings <laughs> that we saw wow. this week. What a fucking ride that was. What a roller coaster. What the fuck was that? When, honestly, what was that? Jackie Wheeler. Is that her name? <laughs> yeah, Jackie Wheeler. Read she, them and understand them. She, what, what did he say? He, she banned him. She banned him. She's banned him. How the man? I, I don't. We've called this meeting illegally. <laughs> what is he? He's like, chairman? shut your mouth! Just stop doing what, whatever what it is you you're being. You don't know. You don't know anything you're talking about. And then the guy at the end. I want to. I want to. First of all, offer my support to Jack, Mr. Mrs. Jackie Wheeler, for banning him. He's an absolute disgrace. Oh my god! This this is incredible. <laughs> So she banned, she Some of the memes that have come from it are brilliant as well. She kicked him out and then she left him waiting on the virtual waiting room without accepting him into the meeting. He came in just firing though. He came in angry. 
He was going mad. First of all, he had a really high voice, I remember. First of all, I'd like to say that this is an illegal meeting. He said that at least five times before yeah. he was sent out of the meeting. It was but it's funny so because funny. one of them later on, they're like, we've scheduled this meeting. And then he goes, you call yourself a chairman. You've you've not showed, you've cancelled this meeting for the last five months or something. Yeah. But the thing is, somebody says, oh, if it was a normal meeting, they would have been sacked. It's a normal meeting, you fucking idiot. Even though it's done through... You're fucking uh, mad. Zoom. It's just local, it's local council, isn't it? <laughs> it's um, oh my fucking God. hilarious, mate. I, t- I posted that on Facebook. Like I say, I don't really use Facebook much. I, yeah, but I just, I, I just said, if for anyone around the world thinking, wondering what British politics is like, this is exactly it. Chaos. Just transfer this into the the House of Commons, and it's the same thing, but yeah. face to face. And you cannot kick anyone out, which is. Well, the speaker, bad. the House can. Order. Order. He's not there anymore, right? It's now the other guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sad, man. That guy was the the highlight of the. He got in uh, trouble, I think, didn't he? I don't remember what for. Um, I'll tell you what, we can't we can't avoid this subject, Bruno. Um, the accusations of grooming and abuse from Marilyn Manson against Marilyn Manson. Have you heard about it? Not really. I haven't dedicated. No, it's his, his ex fiance, that the actress from actor from Westworld. I can't remember her name, but she's levied abuse accusations against him as well as four other women. Apparently, really? he's been doing it for years. He was grooming her when she was a teenager. All sorts of stuff. He's been dropped by his record label because of it. So it does look doesn't look good for him. Accused and of grooming offences. I think a reason I want to speak to you about it is, and I think you probably say you were a fan of his music, maybe you still are. Yeah. What do you make of it? I mean, this is someone that you've you've enjoyed listening to their music, of an artist that you enjoy, and it looks like he's a, a filthy, disgusting. It's a fucking cunt. disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace, man. Uh, her name I mean, is. Uh, uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, that's it. But if, um, I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't been proven yet. You know, yeah, there she is claims. A... She claims he groomed her as a teenager and yeah. brainwashed her and into th- There is there is an element of um, innocent until proven guilty, but when you've got a group, a fairly substantial group of women coming forward and saying it's happened, with especially over the last few years of all these people that have been exposed to have done it. It doesn't look good. And it's just this, this thing of people in a position of a level of fame, a level of power, and what they do with it is pretty frightening. It makes you wonder how many more. Okay, but, you know, I, 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 oof, I didn't know about this. In 2009, in an interview with the music magazine Spin, he made the following comment. I have fantasies every day about smashing her skull in with a sledgehammer. What the fuck? That's what I mean. People can go through all of his interviews and probably pick out telltale signs. You'll have experts that do that. But it, it, it does make you wonder how many more of these people in these positions are doing this. Jesus Christ. Because he's not the first. Album. They released a fucking album a few months ago. A new one. You know, it, it's, it's a disgrace. I think, I think what worries me more is there are going to be... <sighs> We don't know if this is going to be proven to be true or not. It doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. And we're, we're not we're not going to dismiss these people's claims because there's no proving them wrong. Think about the other people that yeah. had claims against I, I'm, them before. I'm, pers- I'm Weinstein. I'm personally in no doubt that their claims Arkeli. are 100. Their claims are 100 percent true. This goes. I'm, the- I'm, I'm in full support of these women. The issue is the fans of these artists. There are people that are going to be so blind 
that refuse oh, to accept it and worse it. than that direct abhorrent abuse towards these women oh yeah on, on social media that's going to go and they, those people are, are really dangerous they have a really dangerous mentality that just because you enjoy his music and you like him as an artist him doing these things is excusable of course not if he's a piece of shit he's a piece yeah. of shit simple as that how many how many do you see people that some somehow you actually looked up to them when you oh this guy good actor like this uh what, what's the name of uh kevin spacey yeah prime he's example amazing actor and then he fucks up it's not because he was just an amazing actor that i'm gonna say oh no i don't believe i'm gonna not yeah. slander everyone else fuck that he's a piece of shit simple as that well you see michael jackson's a pro probably the biggest example <laughs> I didn't, there I didn't are people that want, uh, there's people that that, that won't even besmirch him when for Did stuff he... that's been proven to be correct even the monkey ran away um <laughs> but yeah i, I mean I, I think it's horrid and if it's but just you know worries what? it's worrisome that people in these positions are able to get away with stuff like this for so but long you know, you know it takes an immense amount immense amount of bravery from <laughs> these women of course of course it to does, come out you know what's worrying me more is that day by day more and more cases of this are coming up with well-known people and you think like what the fuck wait it cannot be only the, a problem with the industry now you the thing is these people are so out there you you see these cases and it reach all the world but imagine on a daily basis people that you don't know from fuck all the amount of shit that goes in this world the these other ones... issue the, the other major issue is within this industry there are people enabling this there are people that work with him and for him with record agencies um and with these um music uh magazines and stuff like that that enable this kind of behavior and turn a blind eye to it you see it with the likes of weinstein and what's his name um r, r kelly was the r kelly what about the other guy who um the netflix documentary about him which one you have so many you have surviving r kelly that's one of them you have um weinstein michael jackson um no the one with prince andrew yeah Fuck, I forgot his name as well. But you, we, we know, we know what you're talking about. I forgot his name. Yeah, there's a bit. There's people that enable it and turn a blind eye, and it's not only the fact that they enable; they probably participate. I, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. They participate in that shit. Come on, in Portugal we had a pedophilia case a long, long time ago, where even the prime minister was involved in that mm -hmm. shit. With uh, and they were doing it, getting the kids from um. How do you call it from those institutions where the kids go because they have no parents there, the orphanage, orphans, yeah. and they were getting them from there, taking them to private parties. Yeah, do you know what I mean? As, as if, as if these children haven't <laughs> had the worst possible fucking start to life, and then they'd still uh, as if they couldn't be any more vulnerable. Yeah, it's disgusting, and it goes on all over the place. And there's, like you say, more and more of it is being exposed. Yeah. It's a good thing that it's been exposed. But it's horrifying how many people are involved. It's horrifying, and it's also a problem because you don't know how much is going on. Yeah. Because it's not only this. This is just the tip of the iceberg. In Portugal, when they did that, they arrested a shit ton of people, but the main witness mysteriously died. Well, we'll move on from that subject. Um, we should probably talk about football. We haven't spoken about football for a long time on this podcast, to be like fair. Football is, football is going crazy um, everywhere. But the first thing we'll talk about is the fact that racism is ruining its ugly head again. There's racist abuse now been directed recently against Marcus Rashford, Rhys James, um, Axel Twanzebe of Manchester United, Anthony Martial, Martial. 
remain stories of West Brom and another guy from Southampton, 18 year old kid, has been subject to it. It doesn't and matter. It, it, there is a question of is the, the battle against it on social media is being lost? And how, how, are they, how do they possibly hope to tackle it? Do they get people? There was a suggestion, I think, I can't remember who suggested it a while ago, that maybe people should have to put in their passport number or their driving license number their id number when they sign up to these accounts so that they're tra- they're traceable but then there's an element of how is that then going to be used by these companies that hold that data no, you look at facebook of looking to sell your data already if you're on whatsapp how are they then going to use that data and sell that on and how when that's hacked because it's it hacks all the time and your data is exposed with your passport number your driving license number and that gets cloned and there was stuff all over the world there's a worry with that but then how, how are they possibly hoping to tackle this because it is a it's torrential the amount of people you see doing it and there was a guy the kid that done it to ian wright guy from ireland yeah, yeah kid yeah, yeah. a kid he got let off on good behavior <laughs> the, the, the judge said oh because he's apologized and he seems remorseful nothing's come of it what sort of message does what sort of message does that send to the people out there thinking of doing it or doing it that you can just get away with it even when you even when you get fucking prosecuted and you go to court and you're in court for it you can get away with it first of all again he's white yeah second of all of course he's gonna show remorse he's in front of a fucking judge he's gonna do everything that he can to, to show them that he doesn't deserve to be arrested or to go doing communal or anything obviously the kid is gonna say oh no no i'm so sorry i did i'm a kid i did it but it was just for yeah fun. oh look i said oh, and his lawyers would have said oh send a letter of apology to mr right mr ian right and he'd have done it and because he's done that that the, the lawyers know what they're doing the thing is you know there was a time that you would hear people saying what's the solution for racism stop talking about it that clearly didn't work well, stop, that would never have fucking worked because you don't people don't, just because people aren't talking about it doesn't mean that behind closed doors exist. these cunts aren't getting into their little gaggles of groups and doing and discussing it and planning horrible shit and then what's the solution you cannot arrest expose everyone. it the solution is talking about it and exposing it yeah. and i tell you what the main solution is when you fucking get hold of one of these little cunts fucking prosecute them give them real fucking jail time which will potentially ruin their life and, others, and then they can fucking and others will start seeing oh shit this is what can happen to me yeah but until, until trace these people they, all these people are traceable you can trace these people through ips bruno IP where they're accessing it where they're from and even if you can't pinpoint an exact location or a device you can f- find around a local area and you can trace these fucking accounts to others of course man it's not it's not a problem but the thing is until you have a, a firm hand on this when people actually think, and like you said, when it starts being prosecuted properly as a fucking crime, actual crime, not a not a hate crime, yeah. crime, a proper not, not crime. just turning around and saying, "Oh, this is illegal, don't do it," and then when people do it, slap on the wrist. No, it has you to fucking be like, taking a piss. You are a racist. You are a racist. Imagine, okay. imagine the other way. Prison. Let's think of another crime, for example, GBH. If you go out and stab someone on the street multiple times to a point where you know they're in a very bad way and need hospital treatment and the police turn around and the prosecutors turn around and say because you said sorry and you seem remorseful i'll give you a slap on the wrist just don't do it again okay imagine how quickly the world would deteriorate that's the same that's the same thing that's saying that killing someone yeah 
allowed. And there needs to be genuine prosecutions for it. When you get hold of these people, you've got them, you've got their names, you know who they are. Do something about it. Do more. But you know, it's what? not acceptable to just say, "Oh, he seemed sorry," and even if he was sorry and regretted it and realized what I did was wrong, and I don't really believe this, don't, it doesn't matter. They you need to be it. fucking punished. You did it. Somebody that says, "Oh, I stabbed someone, but I did it by mistake." I did it. Yeah, but yeah, but you still killed someone. There's people that end up accidentally killing someone and regret it for the rest of their lives, but they're in prison for a reason because they've done something wrong. Mm. They've committed you know an atrocious act. You know what you should do. This, that's the thing. This needs to be treated as an actual crime with an actual fucking huge penalty for it. You need to go to jail. Yes. And, and these cases, I'm sorry for what I'm going to say, but they should be dealt in a very specific way. They should be sent into a jail where they would be the only white person. Well, that doesn't solve the issue. That You're then creating more extremism. That person is yeah, going to come out with an gonna... even more deep-seated hatred for the no, people of that, that colour. That person will not come out. That person will die, for sure. Well, exactly, but then what is that a solution? No, it's, Killing it's not. It's not a solution, but you know, sometimes that's the only way that education is actually... is a primary source of correcting someone's incorrect way of thinking. But okay. how the fuck will that come? Because education and exposure. Racism is institutional. You know the word. I'm institutionalized. Not institutionalized. Yeah, but on a smaller level, when you're talking about an individual, you can easily expose them and educate them. Yeah, but what about his fucking circle of friends and family if they all are? Do you think he's going to be same the with them. teaching them? You do the same. Community outreach and stuff like that. You think there's things that people can do, but the first and foremost thing is if someone's committed a crime and you deem it a crime, to they've gone to a court to be have to be defended against, they should have an outcome where that crime is clear and they, they admit guilt, but jail time, full stop. I think, I think people should actually watch that movie with Edward Norton. American times. History X. Yeah, several times. Several times. Yeah. Because the, the problem is now racism is everywhere, man. It's not the problem is that this 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 has grown to to a point where before it was just racism between white people and other colored people. But this has gone to a point where the revolt is so big from the other people as well that it's starting to come back also like me, I can be racist to someone uh, black or brown, whatever. But that person will also be racist towards someone white because someone white was racist to them. So they're going to think, oh, no, fuck this. This is this is normal. I'm going to be racist to this cunt as well. Yeah, but again, that, that's, this that's, is a snowball. This that's is down, a that's snowball. down to the individuals, isn't it? I think people, anyone with a, a clear way of thinking, a clear mentality, a clear exposure to other cultures... And understanding and education of what make of of people will real will know that skin color doesn't make you any different. I know, but for example, I see the difference in one way. When I came to to England seven years ago, it wasn't like this, man. In seven years, it fucking escalated to a point that it's ridiculous. And you lived here all your life. You, the problem, you can the see problem, the difference even the, more. The problem is, Bruno. You, you didn't see it because you wouldn't have that's not something you would have seen as you became acclimatized to the culture you become more aware of it yeah. that's the standard that's the difference first coming here you wouldn't have had any preconceived notion no, of there no, being no, that no, sort no, of nothing. thing and it would have taken you a long time to acclimatize yourself to the culture and get settled yourself to even start thinking about the wider world so you wouldn't have seen it it's been in, it's been this way for for years there is always going to be people like it but now they've been in, they've been in a position where they could do something about it and genuinely get one of these people in prison for a crime they committed and they didn't take it. 
Yeah, and use it as an example. Make an example out of it. But let's move on to other subjects of football. Um, I suppose we should definitely talk about Frank Lampard sacking from Chelsea as a Chelsea fan. Um, we we did speak about it privately, and I've told you what I feel about it. At the time, I was obviously I was upset. Of course, <laughs> I was. He's a, a legend to the club as a player, and I wanted him to succeed, as I do with every manager that they but bring he's, in. He's fresh as a manager. Yeah, but he knew the job he was going into. He was going to a club where they don't give managers time and they get rid of you when they think things, things are going wrong. It's yeah, what's the made them. It's made them incredibly successful. He knew the risk and he takes it. The only issue, it. I think there's a lot of fans with issue hatred towards the club and the owner because of it. You need to think about it without this emotional head that you have of on Frank Lampard being a legend. His legacy as a player isn't tarnished. He will always be a legend. It didn't work out as a manager. The only thing I would say against the board and the um, owner is they I think he, they use him as a bit of a moxie. They brought him in because they knew it would get the fans back on side because the fans were very divided yeah. from the ownership and the board after <laughs> Maurizio Sarri um, and a lot of split feelings towards him. I think they used that getting Frank Lampard in as that. He wasn't ready for it. He's been he's managed for one year. He needed more he needed more work at lower level and work his way up. Yeah. I'm sure I'm he's... sure he'll go on to be successful. He's got an incredible footballing mind. You can he'll see be that. Back. He'll yeah. be back someday. He'll but be it back. was right. It was the right thing to do. They were spiraling. Yeah, yeah. They... At one point they were second in the table off one point or first looking all good. And then seventh. Then suddenly everything's changed. The players aren't playing. And they've gone to shit. It had, something had to change. Um, I must admit, at the time, I wasn't too confident about Tuchel. I didn't really know much about him. I only really knew Amazing him from coach. PSG. And I've sort of, as I looked more into his, you know, researched him a bit more and more, looked into how good he was for Mainz, especially, I as well him. as Borussia Dortmund. I've seen him from Mainz when Mainz started playing. I used to, I, I still watch a lot of German football. Yeah, because I, I love when, it's on, when it's on BT Sport, I watch it. Yeah, I, I love Dortmund. So I started watching and I started seeing uh, Mainz when he was there. Mainz was playing incredible, incredible football. Well, he took him from what was a, rele- a team battling relegation every year to Europe. And now they're in a pretty steady mid-table German team. Yeah. And then he went to Dortmund with almost no players at yeah. Dortmund at that time. He well, he got, yeah, he took over from Klopp, didn't he? But that was at the point where all of their players, their top players, had moved onto other clubs. But you have—that's the thing—you have really good coaches there. You know the um, the guy from um, Red Bull. Uh, oh, Nagelsmann. Yeah, he's a good coach. Huh? Yeah. I would like to see him in a bigger team, not in Germany, but in some other country. I'm Just sure he will soon. It won't, it won't, it's only a matter of time, isn't it? If he can, if he keeps them at, a top, at the level they're at, what, it's only a matter of time. He's the youngest coach in Germany. The, yeah, I think in Germany, and even in the Champions League, there's no one younger than him. Coaching. I'm not sure. I think him and Frank is Lampard he, are around the same age. I'm no, he's sure. younger. He's younger than me. That guy is younger he's than what, me. Thirty-four something. He's like forty. He's thirty-four. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be thirty-eight. That guy is four years younger than me. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to coaches, you know, I'll go back now to another place. Portugal, Benfica. Starting of the season, we were playing nice. Then we were, we didn't go to Champions League. We lost against fucking Pauk or whatever it was. Everything started going, everything started going downhill from there. Then the thing, it's it's no excuse, you know, players getting... You lost to the farmers' wives. Dude, we lost... uh, we lost this weekend. Last weekend, we lost against Sporting, one nil at the end of the game, and I still don't understand how. How do you feel knowing that Sporting Lisbon are going to win the Primera Division? Eleven points clear from us. They're going to win it for the first time in how many years? Thirty-five years. Thirty years, I think. 
Man, it's it just shows how Porto and Benfica are. Shit. Especially Porto, you've considered how far Porto have fallen from last year. Yeah, but I told you at the start when you got this guy back in, you brought back a dinosaur. But that's the thing, you know. But people. He's your version of. He's a Portuguese version of San Allardyce. He'll keep you up. But he ain't winning no trophies, pal. But that's the thing. When he was there, because because he, he he did well at Flamengo and he's flat. And I tell you what, you say he did well at Flamengo. He flattered to deceive. They had far and away the best team in Brazil. Yeah, any coach could have done what they did. But they got to the final Benfica, of the club yeah. World Cup, which is a as prestigious as people say it is. It, it's a joke competition. It doesn't yeah, take long. Not, doesn't take much to get to the final. It's not a Champions League. No. So <laughs> and he flattered to deceive because they had a few forward players. On loan that performed slightly well against Liverpool. But you know, and you brought him back, knowing fully well, knowing that he did a shit job for you in the end. Did a good, oh, a good he, job he was, for a couple of years. Don't get me wrong. Champion, he was champion every single year. He was at yeah, but he got rid of him because he but, was a cunt. But then he went to Sporting and was fucking atrocious. But think of this: something should tell you at some point there's there's a fucking a use by date no, but on a product, it's just not, like there is on these that. managers. It's not only that. The conditions he had when he went to Benfica the first time had nothing to do with this now. Just think of this. Benfica had a team that had Aymar, Saviola, Di Maria, Ramirez, David Luiz, um, Garay, Javi Garcia, all at their prime. Cardoso. Man, if you didn't Gaetan. win... Gaetan. If you didn't win the three seasons, Fucking... you were there, everything, you were shit. You had yeah. to win. You d- that team didn't need a coach. That team just needed to go inside the, the pitch and play. That's it. That was it. Nothing else. And now, this time, the team that we have, man, the, the best player that we had this season is a player that was about to be sold at the end of the transfer window, Servi, and he's been yeah. our best player. And Weigel is now our, our best midfielder. And he's shit. And even Tarapt is playing, so that tells you a lot of the team that you have. Honestly, mate, I'm looking at your team. I, I don't, I don't think you'd survive in the Premier League in England. No, no. we wouldn't survive Championship. Are you kidding no. me? Genuinely, you've you've almost got a team full of Championship players with one or two quality ones, I and you've fallen away. And the difference is, you, 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 what Benfica used to be really good at is when they sold one of their prized assets, they'd get one in on the cheap and, and hone them and nurture them into a quality player. They're that not was, doing that now. I think that was the idea of bringing yeah. him back is to, to make sure that... But they're they, not doing that now well, because the kids in your youth team, they're all moving on. They're going on to bigger and better things because they're getting offered bigger contracts elsewhere. So your, you, your, your academy is being decimated. If you look at it... But on top of that, about, you... All these players from South America that you could always get in, they're no, going not, to what? Then they're not going to you guys yeah. anymore. They're going to other teams. We got who? We got because the, why uh, go to the step? Why why go to the stepping stone team when you can go above the stepping stone team? Of course. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just it doesn't make sense. And it's a detriment to your league, mate. It really is because where the difference is over these years where Sporting Lisbon have been so far off it in the last few years, especially they had a ma- obviously major issues a few years ago with their or basically their entire first team leaving. But behind the scenes, they were working very hard in that academy. And now and those players kids, are ready for the top level and they're there. Look, if you look at their team... It's they're filled. Kids. Filled with young, talented players. The the striker they have, a guy called Thiago Tomás, 18 yeah. years old. The centre-back, 18. The left-back is 21. The right-back is 19. Yeah, they have the guy that's on loan from City, Pedro Porro. Yeah. Fucking amazing! I'm like, where the so, fuck did one of the central midfielders is about eighteen or nineteen or something. And then, then we 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 go and spend 
the most amount of money that we ever spent in a striker coming from Granada that hasn't done fuck all. Uh, Valchmidt, he's a good player, but not the same thing. He's not, he's not the level player that's going to elevate your club. No, then we get Vertogen. He's a me. squad player. Dude, when Vertogen and Otamendi are the best signings that Benfica did, something is wrong. Yeah, something is wrong. You can't say Vertonghen is was a world class player. He's he probably still is. He's probably he petering out now. But, but Otamendi has never been a top level player. And then, but that's the thing. When we send Ruben Diaz to City, fucking hell. I, I if if it was me, I would have said, look, keep Otamendi with you guys. Give us the money and go buy a fucking decent centre back, a young guy. Go buy someone young, man. What's the thing? Buy someone young. It's not. It's not a fucking problem. Now we bought the guy from Brazil, Lucas Verissimo. But we all know fucking Brazilian centre backs take ages to adapt. David Luiz took one year and a half. Luizão almost two years. Jardel, when he was at his prime, one year and a half to get used to playing in Europe. It's not the same thing as he's only at Brazil. his prime for about two weeks and all, isn't he? Probably. But this, this is a problem. This is a problem. Where they, where it's worked for them for a long, a good few years, it stopped working for many reasons. They're selling their players too quickly. We don't have money to keep them. You're selling them before you can find a replacement. That's where you used to be good. You you had a re- replacement ready every time, and now you don't. You never do. No, it's the scouting. The scouting is working really bad. Yeah, I think I think I don't know if they've changed their scouts or something. Whether those they, scouts have moved lost, on to other clubs. We lost a few scouts. Some moved to Sporting when uh, Jesus went there. And look how that's working out. <clears throat> We got fucked there. Look how that's working out. It's, it's roles reversed. You're becoming the joke club to them. But then we have a nice academy with really good players. Come on, our youth team for three years in a row is in the final of the champion UEFA Champions League the, the for the youth kids. How the fuck is it possible that we don't promote players from the youth team to the, the, the main team? How? You know, you have two centre-backs in the youth team that are better than the fucking two centre-backs that we have. They're probably worried that if they bring him in, then they just get bought in January or they get bought in September. Yeah. Jardel gets injured. Otamendi is old. Vertogen is old. We send Ruben Diaz to City. Ferro, he's not too bad. What do we do? Sell him to Valencia. You sold him? <laughs> yeah. Todibo, Valencia, who have got no money, have bought yeah. one of your centre-backs. Todibo, on loan from Barcelona. Plays not good enough. Games. No way good, near good enough. Barcelona recalls him, sends him to someone else. Did you no. see that he was part of a Schalke team that nearly got relegated last year? They are going to get relegated this year, but he's not a good player to the No. He's a liability. He... I've seen him play. I'm not impressed. Toribo, he's not a centre-back because he doesn't know how to defend. He hasn't he got the discipline. He, needs he hasn't got the discipline midfield. or the positional awareness. Yeah. He will be a nice midfielder if he plays in midfield. But at the defence, he doesn't know how to play in defence because... He's one of those players. It makes you wonder why, back. because he's been playing that position throughout Barcelona's youth teams every single year. He's but been, it's uh, clear that he hasn't got the the discipline, the mental discipline to play that position at the top level. But but listen, then we had a guy called Nuno Santos. We sold him to Rio Ave, and we put a clause that he couldn't be sold to Porto. Where is he now? Sporting, one of their best players. So this is the thing because you've been sleeping on Sporting Lisbon. You've been so focused and, on Porto. Underest- underestimated yeah. sporting. This is, they say this about war or a battle or a fight. If you underestimate, if you don't respect your enemy, you if end I- up underestimating them and it gives them the advantage. The and that's what's is, happening now. 
The problem is there could be a drastic change now. Underestimated supporting Tamtu and Braga for years. For years we were like, "Fuck these guys, they don't count." Yeah, they're Braga, a joke. That's easy Braga, three points. We're always going to be there. Braga just lost their best uh, striker, Paulinho. Guess where he went? Sporting. Sporting is this getting, is it. This is, is it, mate. And they, and if you if you don't act soon, you and Porto, there could be a drastic change to Portugal. Oh yeah, football. it will. It will be Braga. It will be both Sporting. Sporting. And there could be a period Braga of dominance at the top. And that's that's the problem. But then Hulk will be happy anyway. Yeah, a lot of them. One of our best midfielders from our youngsters went on loan with an option to buy. Guess where? Bayern Munich. A killed a kid called Thiago Dantas. He already played two games for their main team, and they said already we're gonna buy him. Forget forget him going back. Jetson yeah. at Tottenham. He could still come to us and do a nice season. No, let's not terminate this fucking loan because we don't need another midfielder. Vinicius is shit, but even with a leg behind his back, he's still better than Seferovic, Darwin, and whatever strikers we have. He would he was the top scorer last season. Well, he's, he's not doing well at Tottenham, and I think there's loads of different circumstances for yeah, that. It's England. It's England. That's he's not going to flourish under no strikers really flourish under Mourinho that well. Maybe one or two over the years, no, but but you know you look at that and you think fuck this man. And then we buy guys called like Chiquinho. Chiquinho, who the fuck is Chiquinho? Man? Who, who the fuck is this guy? You kept him instead of Vinicius. That's the funny thing. Pizzi, what the fuck is he doing? He's he, played his best years. He's gone. He's gone. He doesn't play. Rafa's anymore. not at the same level anymore. Rafa, Rafa against Sporting did a first, uh, the first half amazing. He destroyed their defense. At the end of the first half, he got a knock on his on his. Yeah. Knee. Second that's half. that's his problem. Gone. He's he's always injured. That's Gone. his other issue because he's a bit of a shining light in what is a, a, a really mediocre team. I've always been. I've always enjoyed watching him play, and even when he played for Portugal, he played very well. He's, he's fast, but the problem is, he's constantly he's, const- he's constantly injured, and he's. But I think I question his mentality as well. He doesn't seem to have that desire to for ninety minutes to no, to want a goal. He There's doesn't. times throughout a game if things aren't going his way. He basically goes and becomes anonymous. I will give you one example, and you have it on your team, Werner. If things don't go again, like he wants, you see his body language. He's there, like yeah. fuck this. And it, Rafa is the same. But see, then, I think Werner is different. Werner is someone I, I trust him to turn it around. Oh yeah, he's he too, will. He's he too will. good not to. I mean, at Leipzig, at Leipzig, they weren't always winning every game, but he was a hundred percent effort in every game. He's he's been like he hasn't scored much here. Yeah, I think a striker lives from. Well, home. this the weird thing is he started scoring for fun, then it dried up, and strikers go through these patches, of and I, I'm no doubt he will. He probably has. He's it's probably guy. the first time really he has, but yeah, he. Well, I trust him to get through it, but it's, it's weird the mentality of when you do get that chance, and it's easy, you, you definitely like. There's no chance you're going to miss this, and then you do, and then and then it, goes. And then it happens again, and then it happens again. You lose it's weird, yeah, but, it's weird. But going back to, to Benfica, just to close this, uh, then yeah. we bought two guys, uh, Everton and uh, Pedrinho, two Brazilians, uh, one left wing and the other right wing. They're both good players. Pedrinho, he doesn't play. Man, every time he plays, you can see that he has good feet, but he needs to play. That's a thing. Yeah. A, player, a player needs to play to show. But Everton, I told you I, I had questions about that, Everton, about Everton anyway. Dude. I, I already, I already had question marks about him, mate. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's got a lot, a lot of pace. He's, he's good on Brazilian the ball. National team. He's good on the ball, but his output isn't really high enough. No, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. And then you have 
other players that came in that you look at them and you know they they're not quality players, but they're good enough for the Portuguese league, and they don't do fuck all. I think our team this year underestimated almost every single team we played against. Well, that's the other thing. A lot of some of those smaller teams have been very clever in getting some of your rejects in, and your rejects are coming good. Dude, we played against Guimarães yesterday. We could have easily won the game. Is but that the guy who that who's it? Who's the Brazilian midfielder? Does he play for them? The young guy. Uh, which one? Oh, I can't remember his name. Keep talking while I look for it. They uh, Guimarães had the has a good team. Marcus Edwards, fucking good player. Assunção. Uh, Assunção. No, no, not for Guimarães. Guimarães is André André, and a guy called André Almeida that play in the midfield. And they have Quaresma. They bought Quaresma. They have that guy, Marcus Edwards. What, Quaresma, what the Quaresma? Yeah, Quaresma is playing for Guimarães, mate. Oh, Famalicão, he plays for, sorry. This is oh, Assunção, okay. yeah. Gustavo Assunção. Oh, Gustavo, yes, yes. Yeah. He's a good player. Huh? He's a good player. But, you know, teams like, for example, Boa Vista. Boa Vista, look at this. Boa Vista hired, they, they signed, uh, you know, Adil Rami, fucking centre-back. Javi Garcia is their captain. And I'm like, dude, I know they're thirty somethings, but they you could can do a still job. they could still play at Benfica and, and it's Porto. Their easily. experience, their experience and leadership can yeah. lift other players easily. They can. Play. You don't have to be the best player in the team to be the most influential. Of course not. Look, a lot of people didn't like Luizão, but his experience and his fucking leadership on the pitch—that was what made the difference. Well, I think uh, you look at Liverpool. Jordan Henderson is someone that's lifted the lifted the players around him for a good few years. Probably wasn't that good a player. I think he's a very good player now, but he isn't the best player in their team. But he's one of the possibly the most important. It makes a difference. Even Milner, Milner, when yeah. he plays, you see the players backing him because he has all that experience playing in the Premier League, and yeah. everyone goes, you know, they back him. But with Porto, Porto, uh, who do they have there now at Porto? Pepe. Pepe is the fucking oh, face there, was, was, there was a fucking horrid um, incident there the other day, wasn't there? One oh, of the players Manu, Manu, fractured was, skull. Yeah, yeah, Manu from Porto. Did you see yeah. it? The game was stopped. Horrible. Uh, who, was that, who was that against? I can't remember. Uh, against Belenis. Yeah, that was it. The, the, the keeper, keeper, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, it, it was, but it's just one of them ones. You remember a very similar one with Torres and the keeper. I can't yeah. remember who it was, but I know, you, know. you saw... Um, Jimenez's but, reaction but the, keep, the keeper had to come out anyways by a... but the, the Porto players are in tears mate and you know something bad then but you've had a uh, fractured... he's fine he's fine now. was it a fractured skull he had though uh, yeah he had a fractured same skull same with um, as the... this... yeah, but same the as Jimenez with... from Wolves wasn't it he yeah, got a fractured the, skull the problem with him is that it's not only a fractured skull it's also something in his spine so oh really it might, it one might of the vertebrae be... Yeah, it might be fucked, you know. So, and honestly, that guy, Man, Nanu, Nanu, he's a good player, huh? left yeah. left or right back. He's really fast. He came from Maritimo. He's a good player, but hopefully nothing. Can... Look, it's, yeah, it's, it's horrible Porto. to see. It's horrible to see Porto, that for any player. Yeah, please. no matter your feelings on a club or a player, it's horrible to see. Let's be honest. The thing is, you know, you know what's happening in Portugal, and I, I see it now. Really weird, is that before the games between Porto and Benfica, it would be like a fucking battle everyone just killing each other now even pepe and all the other one all friendly with each other on the game and i'm like okay this is how you see that benfica and porto went down because there's no rivalry between them anymore yeah the, the games are very placid yeah there's nothing tepid. anymore 
you know there's, a there's no fight there's, there's no, no there's fight. no battles you know nothing and not not talking nothing. like actual scraps and trying no, to hurt no, no, each no. other like, but there's proper, no dr- there's no yeah. desire or drive you, you just see them playing and the game against sporting i could have fallen i, th- I think i think a lot of it goes down to the fact that there's a lot of players for both clubs that don't really have a huge emotional attachment to the club yeah they, that they don't get the the how big it is you know if if everyone at benfica had the same attachment that Samaris has and he doesn't play that team would win everything yeah. Because that guy doesn't play, and the other the other day I saw the weirdest thing that was Jorge Jesus giving instructions to a Portuguese player to go inside the pitch, and Samaris was next to him, a Greek guy translating it to the Portuguese guy that was going in. <laughs> Imagine how shit that is that your coach is Portuguese, you're Portuguese, but you need a Greek guy telling you what to do because you don't understand what your coach is saying. All right. Anyway, I think we're keen to end it there, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, guys. Twenty twenty one so far is what we're basically discussing in this podcast. Um, I don't. It hasn't don't been a, a particularly good start to the year. Um, we can only hope there's improvements throughout the year, and uh, hope primarily that fairly soon lockdown is lifted and family and friends can see each other again soon, uh, and we can all go down the boozer and have a nice old pint. Yeah, and and then we can actually talk shit about the year, but we're still drinking. Yeah, and, and we can talk shit about each other, but I'm, this I'm, time to each other's faces. You know what? You know what I'm thinking. The amount of money that the pubs must have lost during these lockdowns. Oh, most I'm of wondering them, how most many going to be gone. Them, how many of them? How many of them will reopen? Actually? Yeah, most of them will be gone. But I was trying to end it on a positive. But thanks for that, Bruno. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, this has been the Ball Games podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, give us a like, a subscribe, and uh, no, hit the notification bell or whatever it tells you when we upload, and do whatever okay. the opposite is on Spotify and the others. And if you don't like it, you can also do the same. So, that's yeah, if you don't like it, still do it, and then tell us that you didn't like it. So, we can... constructive, <laughs> anyway. constructive yeah. criticism. All right, guys, um, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. It's a, it's a goodbye from me, and it's have a nice weekend. I guess. Yeah. Right. No. Cheers. See ya. Bye. Adios. Perfect.